This is the Subtractive and your boy Rick Roy, episode eight. We're gonna be talking about uh, we're gonna be talking about all kinds of shit, mainly drugs, um, and growing up, and growing up with drugs, and then drugs that made us grow up. Yeah, <laughs> get to know us a little better as we get to know each other uh-huh. a little better. Yes. Shout out to Kevin Murphy um, for doing the logo. He's great. I'm going to have him do a couple more, I think, because he's... Oh, absolutely. we got to change that shit up. Yeah, he's my favorite artist in the world. Um, yeah. There's enough. The only thing I'm really big on is I am I am a huge freedom of speech, First Amendment advocate. Oh, yeah. I always have been. And, like, I, you know, for a long time, for a long time, I was really big on um, anti-plagiarism and uh pirating music and shit i was like and i was really against that you're the um, wars over Ulrich. yeah i yeah i am like I, I i totally feel it but like that's kind of a dated like so much has happened since i thought that <laughs> it's it, it's it, i've realized it's really time to just give up that view and yep. reassess that whole fucking situation because music is changing it's, it's so it's it's transforming into I don't even know it, it's in the middle of its transformation. It's really a fucking weird spot, man. I I, I saw an interview with uh, James Hetfield on Joe Rogan. There was a lot of people agreeing with what Lars was doing, but didn't have the backbone to go off and say, "Dude, James is like, dude, come join us, man. Tell people about that shit, dude." And they're like, no, 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 I can't do that, dude. My fans will, you know, abandon me. I, I can't do that, dude. The problem with that is Lars, all, he shouldn't be the spokesperson for anything. Anybody else in the band would have been a better spokesperson for that. But Lars has the shittiest personality I've ever seen in a person. He comes off as being a very arrogant, I, I don't know how to say it, dude. If you come off like that, it's because that's what you are. You don't come off, like, arrogant on accident. Like, I don't come I am arrogant and... Very conceited. Like, I know I'm all that. Th- th- and I try not to come off like that, but if I do, it's because I am. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About certain things. He is the biggest drummer in the world. He he has the power to do... Well, like, why be a dick, too? There's no reason for it. I, yeah, I've heard... I've also heard other stories about how he treats people and other fucking, you know, bands and whatnot. Do like, they're beneath him. We were uh, around a lot of shit growing up. Like, I remember shootouts happening... A lot. It, when I was living in Waterbury, and I, and I was probably about five or six years old living in Waterbury. I might have been a little older because I remember it. I might have been like seven or eight. But I remember, shoot, I remember we all had to get in my mom's room and huddle up because there was a dude outside blasting off a gun. Yeah. So we got, we got in her room. We got down on the floor. She said, get down, get away from the windows. I was like, God damn, man. That's where we live, though. I mean. But that's, that's exactly, dude. You're compromising safety for low rent. You really can't afford to live in Old Saybrook. My mom was getting it too, though. She was working a job and fucking just huffing it, dude. Trying to get the fuck out of there, you know what I mean? Yep. She got out. We got and, out. Uh, we slowly made our way up. But it was, you know, we didn't, we just went in one direction. So hell yeah, props, right, props to mom on Mother's Day for being a fucking kick-ass mom and huffing it. Yeah, and getting your ass out of that situation. Hell yeah. Damn straight, man. We did a lot of drugs back then, too. Not, I mean, I didn't, not so much when I was 10. I hadn't done nothing. I think I was 9 or 10 when a girl across the street offered me a cigarette. Like, I was 9 or 10, she was 16. I don't know why we were hanging out. <laughs> I know why we were hanging out. We were white, and we were in a black neighborhood. And yeah, that was point. it. Um, yep. She Go gave me, so she did two things. She gave me my first drag ever of a cigarette when I was 10. And she introduced me to Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it was almost like my first girlfriend. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. She doesn't know, but I, we were dating. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, did yeah. you? I mean, that's <laughs> that's young, but I, I never like before that. I never messed with anything. You know, it wasn't even. I didn't really even know about it when I was uh, probably about five years old. I had like really bad asthma when I was real young. I, I think I grew out of it, or I just smoked so many cigarettes that I can't differentiate between like. So I had to take this medicine for my fucking hard chronic asthma. And one of them tasted like ass. It tasted like leather, like you're trying to swallow leather. Mm. The other one tasted like fucking cherry syrup. It was the most delicious thing in the world. And it made me trip fucking balls. There was a lot of times that I would react to it. And I don't remember, but my mother remembers several times um, where I would just be screaming in the room and like I wouldn't want anybody to get near me and shit like just having meltdowns and shit a lot of the times I would get worried because I knew like everything was gonna start going far away pretty soon yep do you know what I mean okay it's hard to explain but I knew and I kind of knew it had something to do with the medicine the problem I don't remember what I don't know why they didn't take me off the medicine sooner (laughs) like now that I'm thinking about it but, uh, yeah, like, why didn't they yeah, recognize this? Because I remember, uh, I, no. I would take this. I think it was because maybe there wasn't anything else, and I, it was either that or have these fucking brutal asthma attacks. I don't think there was really another option. So it was either deal with the asthma, which is like de- it was deadly, dude. Like it would put me in hospitals and shit. It was really bad. Um, yeah, or just trip balls and deal with it. So it was probably like the lesser of two evils. But I remember this one time, and I, I remember this so vividly. I was under my covers, and I already knew it was, like, starting to happen. I knew there was a, a cactus coming out of the wall, and there was two cowboys <laughs> sitting on it. And I knew if I—and I could see it without—you know, you know, I was under my covers, but I could still see it. I knew if I, like, pulled my head out from under the covers, they were going to shoot me with cactus needles. No shit. And I, I knew this beforehand— but I did it anyways, and for Christ's sake, they fucking tried to shoot me with a cactus needle. So I went back under the bed, and I heard it. It was so loud, dude. They pulled one of the arms back, and out came a fucking needle. And I was like, whoa. You took like, like a three-point cactus or yes. like multi-point cactus, like the green ones. I mean, not like they're like— A stereotypical cactus. <laughs> Yeah, not like really like yeah. homegrown cactuses right. that you have or cacti exactly. that you have in a pot. No, dude, like a stereotypical cartoon shit. It was, and I'm glad you mentioned cartoon because they were very cartoony with like oversized yeah, clothes and hats picturing. and shit. That's exactly. It yep. was like Yosemite Sam. The chaps, right, dude? And uh, so I did that like a few times, but I remember being terrified in the moment, but. L- Looking back on it, it was amazing. It was so cool, dude. I know exactly what you mean. It was more real than my normal reality. Now, let me ask you a question. Does this have anything to do with your love of Westerns and cowboy movies? That could be. Look at mm, you. I'm going to know Getting your inside ass. inside the old subtractive fucking noggin. Dude. Well, yeah, think about it, dude. This is like five years old, and it's happened a couple times or multiple times. And all of a sudden, you're like into Deadwood. <laughs> While we're picking this part, let's go deeper than that. So why do I why do I love westerns so much, but I refuse to watch a John Wayne western? Oh, jeez. Is John Wayne my father? It's, oh. <sighs> no, There's Luke. brain matter everywhere. No, not. That's fucking stupid. Anyway, that that was that was pretty much it. But I remember, and there were several. Occasions like that where very vivid things happened. I always look back to that. Like, I want to I wanna do that again and explore it more because I, I didn't really have the maturity to... The only... When it was happening at the time, the only thing on my mind was getting through it. Exactly. That's what's so frightening for, like, a boy, like a toddler. And you don't know if you're getting through it. You just want to maintain. I've actually thought that, you know, some, like, like really vivid dreams of mine were never going to end. So I can relate to that. I do okay. I did. I, I did accidentally. I was at my grandparents' house, and I did accidentally. I had a glass of apple juice, and my grandfather had his glass of scotch right next to it, and they were like the same tumbler type glass. And I grabbed his by accident, yep. 
and I knew immediately I that was not apple juice. That was nope. That was the wrong cup. And uh, I don't remember it making me feel any kind of weird, but I remember what was it, his reaction? it burned. Nobody really saw me, or if they did, they pretended they didn't see me. Yeah, well, see how this. So works. I just put it back real quick, and I was like, "Whoa!" And it, I was like, "That hurts." I don't remember getting like fucked up off of it, which is a problem right there. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe I did. I don't know. Maybe I. I don't remember. Or with a tolerance, huh? I could have got blackout drunk. The blackout drunk. Yeah, I could have got blackout drunk and got naked and stood on the top of the slide and said, "Fuck!" And then you know, out your ass out. Yeah. Nah, for real, dude. Like cigarettes were were always the first one, dude. Well, at least for me. Um, I used to steal smokes from my pops. Uh, I remember stealing a, a cigar from my first girlfriend. We just hung out all the time, dude. We just used to chill, and uh, we steal cigarettes and cigars and go behind the pool, under the deck, dude, and start cranking them out. Not even inhaling, just smoking it. You know what I mean? We didn't know what inhaling was. That was your first gr- girlfriend. How old? How old were you guys? Eight or nine. Yeah. And uh, we were grabbing those, dude. And that quickly turned into grabbing a Budweiser can. So I think I'll haul off his beer. He grabs out my hand. What are you doing? I was like, oh. <laughs> what the fuck is doing, dude? He said, what are you doing? He said, trying to tie one on, motherfucker. Let's get this party started. <laughs> Getting turned, kid. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right? Oh, yeah. It was in the Buffalo Springfield, man. I want to get down with oh, this. Oh, shit. Je- put on some of that Jefferson, <laughs> Jefferson Airplane. Ow. Shit. Damn. Yeah, man. So, yeah, I mean, everybody, it was always around, dude. I mean, yeah. I love my pops, dude, but I grew up in a party atmosphere. You know, where they're right. always drinking, they're always, you know, they're always smoking weed and shit, dude, and always cranking mad buds or smoking cigars. Yeah. So, of course, it was only natural for me to, like, question it one day once it got old enough. And there it was, dude. It was the summer of 88, dude, where I had my first cigarettes, had my first haul off a beer. And it was a downward spiral after that, I suppose. That's a pretty stark contrast to the way I was brought up. You know, first off, my parents were split. My mother never really said anything bad about my dad. She let it be known that drinking was not a good thing so like that was always embedded in my mind like drinking is bad don't do it so i was that was it there was no questioning it i was like all right that's no cool you know drinking's bad and expired coupons are bad um (laughs) let me tell you this fucking story when we were younger my parents and me and my sister went to some store and she was dropping my dad off to go get something, and she gave handed him the money and handed him coupons and stuff. And he was looking at the coupons, and he said, "Oh, this one's expired." And she just shut the door and like drove off and left him. <laughs> what? And apparently that wasn't really the plan. Like she just stranded him there. So, and I didn't, I didn't know this because I was young and I didn't pay attention. They kind of kept, if they were fighting, they kept it well away from us. You know? Wow. Um, Good for them. Apparently they were. They were in an argument, and I guess he said, like, that was his, like, snide way of, well, this one's expired. You know what I mean? So, but, like, yeah. I associated expired coupons with, like, no, that you, you can't have them. Get them away from me. You know what I mean? Like, I think my sister started crying can she, one time when she had an expired coupon. Oh, it, man. Like, it left, me, it, left it, it was, like, so mental scars on shit. that shit. Yeah, dude. It, <laughs> yes. We knew that expired coupons and drinking were fucking bad because then you have to go away. <laughs> yeah, well, to a kid, to a kid, you're fucking right, dude. You know, so that was, um, that was, yeah, that was. If, you, if you're drinking, if you're drinking and trying to use an expired coupon, you're getting your ass oh, dropped dude, off on the curb. You're just going, you're dro- there's a hole that's going to form under you and you're just dropping straight to hell. Yep. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. <laughs> It was one of those things where partying was always around you. I mean, it was a staple in my life. You know what I mean? And my father's apologized up and down, left and right about that shit. Dude, as I got older, I'm like, dude, damage is done. 
Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck you mean? Like, dude, I'm like 38. That's the thing. Like, after it's done, it's like there, there's not even a reason to apologize. It's it is what it is, and we've we've tr- we're trying to deal with it. Which even if we're just trying and not succeeding, at least we're at least it's something. You know, whatever. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's exactly. Water under the bridge. It is we're, what you make it, too, yeah. man. It really is what you make it. In the end, we're all going to die anyways. It doesn't fucking matter. It, it it really doesn't. It's just, we're just in it for the... You might just meet some really cool people and... <laughs> yeah, fuck it. And regret a lot of shit that you don't remember. Right. As I got older, that was like the most defiant thing I could do was like, I'm going to drink a beer, you know? <laughs> so that probably yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, right. But I, I'm trying to think. I didn't really start drinking till late. If I had to guess, hold on. If I had to guess, I would have to say really started drinking for you was, what, like 18, 19? I think it might have been 17 at the earliest. But it was, like, like that, it was right? like 17 or 18. And that was the first time. Like, that, was, that wasn't when I started getting heavy. That was like the first time I really had a drink. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think. There might have been a time, like, that I had a glass of wine. I, You know, like, at a family event, they're like, oh, he's old enough. He's 16. That may have happened, but it was completely right. insignificant if it did. Yeah, that's not going to be hanging out with your buddies and grabbing it on your own or finding some way to obtain it. Yeah, I was probably... See, I think... I didn't start drinking until I was 17, but I think I smoked weed before that. I, I, I think I was smoking weed at, like, 15. I was in this band... And we had to play this party, and they had weed, and they're like, "We're gonna smoke this before the show." And I'm like, "All right, cool, I'm in." And this was like the first show I ever played, and the first weed I ever smoked at the exact same oh, time. Oh no! Yeah, and it was awesome, dude. It was amazing. <laughs> and I think, we, oh, and we got paid in bomb pops. <laughs> the tricolor popsicles. That's right. That was pretty cool, man. But yeah, that was it. I mean, you know, the, then that those were the only two things I really did, and smoke cigarettes. And you know, I I was probably I think I was sixteen or seventeen when I started smoking. That was because a friend was like, a friend was like, here was a cigarette, and that was it. Yeah, well, my story is a little more fucked up than that, and I kind of feel bad for telling it. I feel like I'm a fucking junkie now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why <is> that? <laughs> you know, that's a great point because it doesn't matter how you start i mean you can this shit affects everybody man this this shit can anybody can go down on this shit anybody it doesn't matter who you are exactly it just takes one fucking bad choice the the people that in your book should be like you know most likely to be successful go way downhill going oh yeah remember that kid like we said, I had that first beer, first boast around, you know, eight, nine-ish around there. And around 10, um, I hit a hit a pot. Okay. Actually, no, it was resin. It was resin from pot. Oh, Lord. So, oh, yeah, man, dude. dude. I kept begging him and begging him and begging him. I'm like, yo, let me get some, let me get some, let me get some. <laughs> I'm cool. I can get down. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about me. I'll be all right. I had one hit of resin, dude, and I got paranoid. Oh Extremely God. paranoid, dude. <clears throat> Had to be like ten years old. You were ten. And oh yeah, man, it was easily, easily ten years old, dude. That's insane. And um, so I, I took the hit of the hit of resin. Yeah. And I kept on envisioning that my dad's uh, white Impala, his Impala, kept driving by and driving by, and I was freaking out so bad. That they got so annoyed with me, like you know, we're bringing your ass home. Oh shit! <laughs> we're <laughs> not dealing with this kill, right dude. now. Yeah, but what do they expect? Your tent? Uh, how you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. You're, how are you not going to be a buzzkill? Hitting resonant ten, <laughs> dude. So what did they and do? They dropped. They dropped you off. Like they said, that's it. You're going home. They dropped you off. What with your parents, and you were all like bugged out, and then you had to chill with your parents too yeah i got dropped off with my grandmother so she really she really didn't know maybe yeah she probably didn't know she probably just thought i was gonna get like like really hungry like oh ricky needs a snack oh my god what if she gave you she said here's a snack and then gave you pop brownies (laughs) that would be awesome you would have that would have been so off the rails yeah (laughs) then say go play nintendo and you're like i've been waiting for this moment ricky 
So, damn, that was only yeah, 10 dude. years old. You have, like, a whole other decade, because I did a decade. Again, I, I was kind of brought up by my grandmother majority of the time, and there was this dude that lived upstairs, and he would come downstairs, play cards with us. Uh, he'd roll his non-filtered cigarettes. I was allowed to smoke cigarettes in the house with my grandmother instead of going out there and smoking with my friends. And I'm hanging out with this guy. He's going to teach me guitar. So I go upstairs to his house, and I go up there, dude. We're plugging in. He's teaching me a couple things, dude. You know, looking at some weird magazines and shit. No, nothing nudie magazines or nothing like that. Just like <laughs> oddball, like a uh, Sun magazine. Father, my brother, and the dude that lived, you know, next to my brother, uh, come barging in. He was like, "Hey, what's going on here with my son?" I'm like, "Hey, dad, what's going on, man? What, what, what are you doing?" Uh-oh. And they're like accusing this guy of like molesting me. Oh shit! I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down, everybody. You know, we're just, we're cool. We're just, like, teaching guitar or, like, learning guitar and just hanging out. And this, I'm telling you, (laughs) they had this little pocket flashlight, and they're flashing it in my eyes and his eyes. I'm like, why is my son's eyes dilated? You're smoking weed with my son up here? (laughs) I'm like, Dad, I'm not smoking weed. Calm down, dude. I'm not not smoking pot, okay? So were you? You weren't doing nothing? Nope. I mean, I'm serious. Like, we did nothing. He was teaching me guitar, like, smoke on the water shit. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, I'm going to leave. And they're, like, threatening him. I'm like, yo, I'm out of here. It's fine. I go downstairs. They finally leave the guy alone. And we go up to East Main Street. And we go up there. He's like, you know, Ricky, you know what? You're going to smoke weed with that guy? I'm like, I wasn't smoking weed, Matt. Dude, I wasn't smoking weed. Well, you know, you're going to smoke weed now with me. I'm like, What? All right, <laughs> I guess we're going to do this. Uh, it was like, no, the very first experience you do with that scuzz bag, I want to be with me. I'm like, I'm telling you, I wasn't smoking weed. You don't have to do this. And that was your, that was your, who was that saying that? My brother, Matt. That's funny, man. Pulls out a graphics bong. He's like, he fills it up. He was like, there you go. Clear this. I'm like, what's clearing mean? Yeah, yeah. What, what do you want me to do mean? with this thing? Yeah. What are you talking about? How old like, were you? you? Pulled this out. I was fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Was, so I clear the ball, dude. I'm coughing my brains out. He was like, "You're taking another one." I'm like, "I don't want to take another one." <laughs> he just gets me completely ripping, fucking stoned. I'm like, "Are you happy now?" <laughs> yeah. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Thanks yep, a lot. That works. Here we go. Here I am. The beginning of the end. Going from guitar lessons to bong, you know, bong <laughs> rips of my fucking brother. <laughs> and how to clear it and all this other shit. Did I clean your oh, screen, Ricky? Yeah. It was just, it was weird. This is a very weird memory of mine. Um, the first time I really smoked pot. And yeah. It's all because they thought some dude was fucking either molesting me or getting me high. And they're like, didn't like it. Well, of course. If he was molesting me, dude, of course, you know, whatever, dude, by all fucking means, by all means. That's a great story. I, I like that yeah, story. Yeah, but to, come, really to come off it like, yo, you're getting my son high? I'm going to get you higher? What? <laughs> <laughs> That's some airtight logic right there. My father didn't know anything about me getting stoned with my brother, you know what I mean? But it was just one of those weird things. So is that is that what started you smoking weed? It didn't start me smoking weed, but my brother would take me around. And he'd get me stoned all the fucking time. Right. He thought it was funny. He thought yeah. it was great, dude. The, <laughs> I was this, this fucking young teenager, dude, going to hang out with him and his buddies, dude, which of her arrowheads at the park or... 100% impressionable. That's the best part, yeah. Just, when was the first time you had to go to a dealer? Do you remember that? I would get pot from my brother and shit like that. The first time I legit had to walk up to a dealer, my first memory, you walk up to the back door and you knock on it, right? And it's like, who? I'm like, hey, man, it's just me. What's up, dude? He was like, open the crack. Look at me. Close the door. Open it back up. Oh, shit, dude. Am I going to get stabbed? Am I going to get shot? Fuck, they're going <laughs> to think I'm a cop. Yeah. I'm not wired on. All these thoughts are going through my mind. I got 10 bucks, dude. All my buddies pitched in. We all got 10 bucks, dude. And, you know, like, all right, dude, we got this. We're going to go up there. Ricky, go up there. I'm like, why me? You know, like, well, fuck it. Why not? I'm like, you're right. Why not? So I I go up there, dude, and I grabbed this dime bag, which was amazing. (laughs) To us, it was, dude. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And 
A dime bag is less than a gram. It's whatever you can like fit into a gram bag, basically, for those that don't know. And yeah. I go up there, you know, pay the 10 bucks, you know, he was like, ah, right, yo, there you go. I'm like, that's it. He was like, that's it. He closed the door on me. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm like, fuck, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in, now I am possessing marijuana. God damn it. Yo, do you remember nickel bags? Yeah, I used to sell nickel bags. <laughs> the good old nickel bags. Nickels. Don't kiss that shit goodbye. There's this Asian cat. His little brother, because the, the older brother would sell dimes. The little brother would sell two dollars and fifty cent bags. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Dead serious. <laughs> Enough for like a skimpy joint, basically, or like a bowl pack. Who wants to fuck with the quarters, though? Nobody wants to fuck with quarters. Well, no, dude. No, if you have three bucks, you're beat out of fifty cents, dude. He's just taking it. Yeah, I, that's how I would do it too. I would say just three bucks. You want it or you don't. Right. And he was young as shit, man. He was really young. He was only a couple of years older than us. No shit, man. So if his older brother wasn't around, we'd go hit him up like, yeah, let me get two of those, kid. <laughs> two for five, two for five all day. <laughs> right after that was LSD, actually. My next adventure was um, taking a couple drops of acid. It doesn't matter. You know, back then it was everywhere. It was so, so, so easy to get. It was the easiest thing to get. I don't understand why Connecticut had so much acid going around it. I don't either, but there was <laughs> there was so... Everybody had it. Everyone had sheets of it. <laughs> it was so much of it. Yeah, it was crazy tested. It really was. That was almost easier to grab than pop sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it was. They were both pretty easy. And, I mean, for five bucks, dude, you could have yourself a great night. Yep. Everything was cheap. Whatever. Now I sound like an old guy. Everything was cheaper <laughs> back then. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when quarters used to be four fingers, man. That's that shit is yeah. history. Thank you for bringing up fingers. So how old were you with the with the LSD? How old were you? Seventeen. Wow. Okay. So we're just moving right along here. Maybe eighteen. Maybe eighteen. Yeah. No, I was seventeen. I was, I was before eighteen, dude, because I wasn't worried about getting charged as an adult right then. Right. Okay. <laughs> You know, once you get seven or eighteen, dude, that, dude you're, you're going to be charged as an adult. That so. makes perfect sense to me because that's how we lived back then. Is you got to well, exactly. You got to split your crimes up. You can't like you have to take into consideration. Do I did I use my accelerated rehabilitation yet? Uh, can I use youthful wow. offender, or should I just fucking stay back? You know what I mean? Check, like, check, I've been, check. I've been like that before. Yep, exact, dude. I, I've wow, used all I of them. Remember that shit, you're uh, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I've used all of, all of my get out of jail free cards are fucking go- like I. It's it's straight and narrow now. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't even, I don't even. Oh, dude. Like, all right, I've already said I was going back to church. All right, I said I got a job. All right, what else can I pull here, yo? <laughs> I still get that fucking pit, like you know that that squeezing in the pit of my stomach every time I pass a cop. No matter what. Yeah, honestly, it, like, you're right about that, dude. Every time, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, dude, I, t- I grabbed two hits of acid with a couple of my friends, um, dropped those down, smoked a little bit of weed, and always you need weed with some acid. Not a sponsor. I'm not saying <laughs> go out there and do this shit, dude. Yeah, don't. Don't do any of it. Nah, if but... you can help it, stay away from it. That's what we did. You know what I mean? Dude, just to enhance it a little bit more. And... Wow, that was craziness. I mean, hallucinogenics, man. You, if you're happy, if you want to live the American dream, stay away from all this shit. Yep. If you want to open up your mind to other possibilities, then you know, hallucinogenics. Yeah, if you want to look at things a little bit differently, then you. That's definitely the way to go. Right. In a controlled environment, find a place where you can do it in a controlled, um hopefully legal environment we had a party at one of my buddy's house dude that dude's mother went up to new haven and grabbed us a bunch of weed right it was probably like a dime bag two dime bags it was probably two dime bags because there was like a ton of kids there a ton of underage kids and she went out and got us a whole bunch of 40s so i've never seen as many 40s as I've seen that day, I'm not shitting you, dude. Even to this day now, 
I've never seen a case of 40s. Have you ever seen a case of 40s? That's a fucking big difference for like seeing them stocked on the shelf or like a pallet. Yeah, I got that. That's different, dude. When some chick's walking through with a dime or two and a fucking case of 40s for a bunch of kids, <laughs> shit gets real, real fucking quick. How old out. were you? 16, 15, 16 years old, dude. Jesus, dude. You hang out, you hung out with the right people, man. No, I can't. What, so the, was the mom a single mom? She had to be a single mom. Of course she was a single mom. Dude, the pot was laced with PCP. <laughs> We're sitting in a fucking closet with like 10 plus kids passing around these joints, dude. We had joints of this shit going around. And this dude, the son of the, you know, the mother, um, says, oh, you know this is laced with PCP, right? I'm like, what? She the knew? Face, I didn't even say what. My face looked like what? Yo, she knew and she gave it to you guys anyways? She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, my Whenever God. Whenever she was in New Haven, she always goes to this guy. And he said his name. I, I can't remember his name now. I'm glad because I would name drop. The, but the Donna Reed Mother of the Year Award goes to whoever this so person's so. mom is. Yeah. That is incredible. I was thrown right the fuck off when I heard that shit. I was like, oh, no. And I started looking around the fucking big clouds, the fucking smoke. I couldn't even see my buddy through the smoke in that closet. I can't think of a better parenting move than to have a house full of children leave, get them a case of 40s, because that doesn't even, that exists, apparently. (laughs) And... Get them some fucking wet or <laughs> get them some fucking straight up laced shit. Yeah, marijuana laced with PCP. And the kid was all nonchalant, like it was cool and shit, like it happened all the time. And I'm like, Yeah. What the yeah, fuck is you know, going on? The here? thing is, I know this probably would, sh- this probably shocks a lot of people, but I've known people like this too. I know people with their parents that are like, Yeah, dude, tell your friends to come over. We'll have a party, 40s and dust blunts all around. I, like, I know people right. like that. I, I do. I've, right. I've grown up with several. We're sitting in that closet. We're passing around. After I heard that shit, did I stop smoking it? No, it was too late. So I kept fucking hand that shit. I'm like, oh, whatever. It was to keep passing around. Yeah, maybe he's just fucking with us. Maybe he's just fucking with us. <laughs> you know, that's really what's going through my head. I'm like, ah, nah, he's just fucking around. He's just fucking around, dude. He's just trying to scare us. And we get out the closet. He was like, you know, I'm not fucking with you, right? And I see some dudes like start swimming through the air, oh and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's fucking over, dude!" Mm-hmm. Some other kid curls up in a corner and starts laughing like profusely. Uh, <laughs> other dudes like fucking calling a big old fucking carnival stuffed animal panda bear. God, I'm like, "Oh shit, dude!" All right, so answer me this: What's the mother doing the entire time? Like the chaperone? Oh no, for she this- left. No. She dropped off everything and left. <laughs> oh, so there's nobody there at all. Just you. No, kid, she just was off to go store some heroin or something, dude. Oh I'm God. sure she fucking ripped us off. I'm sure yeah. she ripped us off. Oh, like, I'm sure she did. Okay, if I if they're giving me fifty bucks, dude, <clears throat> I could buy this for you know whatever, and I can get a deal or a favor from this guy, so and I can go get my fucking satchel. She told you guys, all right, I'll take care of you guys. 20 bucks each. You guys, you, take all, care of yourself. you guys all pulled in your money, said, here you go. She got like $200. She says, yo, I'll just get them a mess of 40s and some wet, and they'll be fine. That'll be, and they'll be I fine. just realized that, actually. Yeah, and I'll take this, 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 I'll take this other like 60 or $80 and go get some, go get fucked up off it. Right. And I didn't see her again, so I don't fucking know what happened to her. Maybe she yeah, got arrested in. If you're living your life like that, it's just a matter of time. <laughs> Well, when I was in Thorium, it was like a big, it was a big unspoken rule that nobody fucks with anything like that or else this band shit's not going to work out. Right. People were doing like mollies and ecstasy and shit like that around me. And I would just stay away from all of it. Even little things like there was a party and there was like uh, nitrous oxide there and everybody was hitting nitrous. And uh, I just didn't, I'll just stick to, you know, smoke a little weed and drink. That was it. Yeah, so it must be so tough to, like, being a bandmate, especially, at these parties. Yeah. Without 
being able to experiment with any of these drugs because you're banned code. Yeah, it, it didn't really hinder me at all because I was so absorbed in the band that I had no problems yep. giving any of that up. You, you know, it was like, a great compromise for you. Absolutely. It wasn't even a question. It was just, all right, so we're not doing music this. It's almost fine. like getting high. It is exactly the same thing. It's better because it's more acceptable. It's definitely socially acceptable. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's that's my addiction that I'm glad I can have one and not have to get rid of it. Yeah, that's one of those things that's like a great substitution. I don't want to get philosophical, but <laughs> everything no, but... <laughs> I get your point. Everything's dude. interchangeable, man. Nitrous, yeah, I've tried the balloons before I was 20. I mean, I've actually done shrooms before I was 20, and shrooms are just like LSD but natural. They don't last as long. They don't fuck you up as much, depending on how much you take. You know, it's easier to gauge because with LSD, there's like, gel taps which it's like really a science experiment <laughs> on what you're taking yeah sure yeah you don't know how much they're fucking you know it was like oh it's like like three or four tabs man like uh, which I'm, one is it see that stuff i i never fucked with any of that um until i was well into my 20s um uh, i'm trying to think like i think i i i had a little stint with coke when i was in my early 20s maybe 21 or 22 but it was brief yep. It was very brief. It might have been a month, and in that month, I lost so much money, and immediately I was like, nope, fuck this. This is not the one for me. It's not the one for me. If you do anything in excess, that is not the thing to be doing in excess. Even like ecstasy, um, I only did it a handful of times, and it was always for a girl. It was always for a girl. And if a girl wants to do that, guess what? I'm doing it. All right, cool. All right, we're doing this. And because the allure is there, it's like, here's, I'm doing some ecstasy. You want to do some ecstasy? Immediately, where does your brain go to? Yeah, your brain goes to sex. Yeah, you're like, um, yeah, I, yeah, I do want to do that. Absolutely. <laughs> I, it doesn't oh, matter. Oh, you mean you're going to touch me a lot and like give me back massages and I'm going to rub you? Do I feel like really awesome? Hmm, let me think about that twice. Yeah, right. The trade-off is I get to try a new drug. Um, yeah, I think so. You're yeah. telling me I feel like extremely happy. <laughs> I I know people. I've talked to people that done this. I think yeah, that's that sounds like a good deal to me. But right, it's only dude. You it mean was nothing. Write songs about this shit, dude. Yeah, this is it, what techno is. And I did it. You know, I did it, and I was like, okay, I get it. But it's not that. That was still not really for me. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I know people that do handfuls of it. They do it every day and stuff like that. And I, I, okay, I get it. Whatever. Yeah. A special that's, occasion, that's, sure, but not like a regular that's just thing. not me. There was a Coke. Yeah. Prescription pills. I started, like, actually getting hooked on them. No shit. I used to go to this dude's house, dude, and snort them all the time. They're so I easy barely, I mean, to get hooked on. Dude, oh, they're, like, everywhere. It started off with, like, somebody pulling my tooth, drinking beers, popping a couple of those, going, oh, am I supposed to smoke cigarettes and, like, drink alcohol? Yeah, right, dude. Yeah. I'm going to smoke pop cigarettes and That's alcohol right. and pop these and motherfuckers. And pop these motherfuckers and see what happens. You can't tell me what to do. Doctors. That's cool. You know what? Fuck that shit. I'm going to pop a half one. So I got one and a half and I'm going to snort one because that's going to hit me faster. Right. And once that shit starts hitting me. Then I'll decide if the ones I swallowed caught up yet. Right, right, right. Mm. That's a great idea. That's the mentality of a drug addict. Yeah, that's the mentality of somebody that wants to get fucked up for a reason. Yeah, I say that with complete compassion for it because that's exactly the thoughts that I've had. In, in, exa in yep. that exact order, too. You know what, dude? Let's smoke a butt and... Uh, and smoke a bowl if I have any. Right. If not, I'll scrape water for a little bit. Dude, yeah, my mouth hurts, but who cares? Yeah, who gives my a fuck? My back hurts. It's fine. Yeah, we'll just do I'll it. also scrape my bowl real quick and see if I get a couple of hits to, to enhance this. Because when I took the other shit and I had a couple of hits of weed, that enhanced it. Right. So now we'll just perpetuate that. Let's, let's see what this does. Yeah. And we'll kick it up a notch because uh, we're going to factor in the tolerance thing, too. So we'll just kick it up just a little notch. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Right, dude. Yep. I ain't no rookie, man. I know how yep. to handle this shit. Yeah. 
This is how the big boys roll. I know a guy I, that I work with. He's probably about, I think he's pushing 50 years old. And um, he's done that, but he's never stopped. So he keeps perpetuating that state of mind. He's almost mm-hmm. 50. And he, when he gets fucked up, he injects his body as quickly as he can with whatever the substance is. It, he forces oh, shit, all yeah. of it into his body as fast as it'll go. And then probably sit there and wait for it to kick in do while consuming something else. We went. To, we took a lunch together at work, and I saw this dude take a half pint of cheap shit vodka and down it. Within The whole bottle was gone within five or six seconds. And he's chasing it down with this fucking uh, Smirnoff ice, and it's gone. And it's just, it's running down his chin. It's in his, on his work shirt. Yep. And, uh. Oh man. That was that. Then he grabs no class. His, no he, class right? he grabs he grabs his cigarette pack and he pulls out a joint and he sparks that. And he smokes this whole <laughs> joint. And he keeps trying to pass it to me and I'm like, nah, dude, I got No dude. I gotta keep my piss Get clean. Shit the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know? And but he keeps and I'm like, oh fuck, dude, why did I go to lunch with this guy? And he does all this, then he chases it with a Marlboro Red, and that was his lunch. And then yeah. he and then he went back to work. And I'm not gonna say he 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 was fucked up, dude. He was fucked up. But he went back to work. But he's never he he never stopped perpetuating that mindset of I'm gonna I'm gonna compensate for my tolerance being raised, and I'm gonna get as fucked up as possible. You you raised me my tolerance, and I see you that. And I'm going to raise you. I mean, and that could be him just maintaining. I don't know. I'm sure that dude gets the shakes. I have seen him with the shakes somewhere. Yeah, I've never gotten the shakes, dude. I am very grateful that I've never gotten the shakes, dude. I never went that far. You know what I mean? Dude, I've had him. We'll get to that. That comes later. But <laughs> I've had <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that comes later. I've seen that fence before, dude. I chose not to hop it. But here's the thing, like, while we're in that state of mind, we've chosen to not hop that fence either. So instead of, like, judging that person that does that, we have more compassion well, for that person. that's the thing, dude. That's and the thing, And people don't, don't get enough compassion, man. <laughs> because I, I know, because I was on the shit end of that fucking stick for a long time. Hell yeah, man. And junkies seem to lean together. Yeah, they have to, because they're all fighting for the same cause. Right, getting fucked up. Yeah, you're right. No, you're absolutely right. That's exactly the truth. It's a very phony camaraderie. It's not real. In the moment, it's only in the moment. It's only in the moment. That's how. That's how junkies live, man. Is in the moment. They don't think about next. They think about now. Right. Right. But you know, I so. But like you know that shit. I never anything that I would try. I would just dabble. And then get bored with it. And it never lasted more than like a handful of tries. That uh, ecstasy, coke, um, mushroom, well, mushrooms, I don't really count because I would definitely do mushrooms again. They're, they're completely harmless. There's nothing wrong with doing mushrooms. I do have a great story about mushrooms. Yeah, but <laughs> hit me off. Hit me off. That was the first time I ever had anything hallucinogenic. And my buddy back in the day would always talk about the sky was turning colors when he did it. So I decided that when these were going to kick in, I was going to try to make the sky turn colors. Cause he said, the sky turned yeah. red. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I want to see what a red sky looks like. You know? <clears throat> so I looked up at the sky and I made the sky turn red and I was like, hell yeah, dude, that's fucking awesome. And then no, this is happening. Yeah. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah. And I knew it was just me. Like I, I wasn't outside of myself. It's almost like you get cocky too. You get cocky when, yeah. when you start like making mental decisions like that. Like I know it's yeah, blue. I can get but this But I shit. want to be red right now. Yeah. So and you there actually you go. fucking do it. Yeah. And, and you I get was cocky. You're like, yeah, I did that. I did that. You're not out of control. That's right. I got it. See, I, yeah. And you're thinking, yup. I got this shit. And then we were fishing a little bit, and I was looking at the sea foam that was crashing up on the shore. And the sea foam was not foam. It was clouds. So I was like, that's not right. Let me turn that shit to sea foam. And I couldn't turn it back to sea foam. So it was almost like I was being put in check. Just sit the fuck down. Stop being so cocky. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. 
quit quit that. So it it humbled me in the moment. I was like, I can't fucking change him back. I didn't stress out about it, but I thought it was really cool and really weird that I couldn't do it. Yeah, I've done shrooms a lot. I'm just trying to think if I tried anything else. Oh, yeah. Holy shit, dude. I tried heroin. When I was down in Connecticut, what's that fucking wrong with me? Um, my brother um, was a heroin addict. We're sitting at his house. He's like, dude, do you want to snort this? I'm like, uh, this is before I even snorted pills or Coke or anything, dude. I mean, this is like before. This is like the first thing I snorted. I was scared. I was so fucking scared. And um, I did it because I trusted him. You know what I mean? He never let me. He's never led me astray. He told me to stay away from coke. He told me to stay away from all these other drugs, dude. But then he became a heroin addict. He's like, yo, this is cool. There it goes. I fucking snorted it up, dude. And uh, really laid back, dude. Just like, I felt really grooved. And I started smoking a bunch of weed, too. So I felt like so in my seat. Oh, God. Everything yeah. was comfortable. It just melted. And we listened to fucking music, and, I mean, he turned me on to so many bands. And we would go on car rides, and he would just, like, score shit, dude. And, like, and then, he, like, he finally was like, yo, I'll shoot you up. And I'm like, oh, I don't like needles, dude. He was like, no, nah, it's all right. And he fucking did it. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude. Damn. So I shot it. I've, um, I've snorted it, and... I've never really smoked pure opium, so I can't say that I've smoked it, so... I think I did yeah. smoke opium, because there was a... We were chilling on the uh, porch, and somebody said that they were smoking opium, and I took that shit, and I took a hit off of it, and then I proceeded mm -hmm. to run away with the bowl and finish it off. So, <laughs> I did... Um, I can't imagine doing that on just weed. What? Like... I thought maybe it could have been resin, but it wasn't. It, like, that's what I did. That's what happened. So it had to be opium. It had to be. And it fucked me up pretty bad. There, wa there was a time, um, I think the band had just broke up. Which one? Uh, my Platinum Nightmare. We had decided to call it quits a few weeks ago, and that was the night that we were all collectively going to get all of our gear out of the band room. So afterwards, we went and hit a bar. We were at the bar. Somebody, I don't remember who, somebody gave me two pills, and I was like, yep, I'm taking it. I threw them in my beer and kicked the whole beer back. Found out later it was Klonopin, two of them. Oh, my God. Kalates, huh? I remember bits and pieces of the night very vividly, but there's a lot of holes. That's a hardcore benzo, man. So the next morning I woke up to a living room full of band equipment that was not mine. It was not. It wasn't mine. It wasn't anybody you in the band. You fucking stole it, didn't you? I broke into the band next door to our band room and took... Oh, no. I emptied the entire band room out. So Joe, what? you know, the singer Joe, he, he called me the next morning. Yep. He said, dude, you left me a weird message I had called him, left a message, said, I got two words for you, Mesa Boogie. And he called me. He said, what the hell did you mean by that? I said, I have a Mesa Boogie amp in my living room, along with, like, several other pieces of hardware that are not mine. So we figured out what happened and the walk of shame back to give it, because they had the cops at the band room and shit. And Joe went up there and, like, talked them down and returned all their shit and there was no charges pressed, but it was not the best moment of my life. That's how I reacted to, that's how I react to everything is very destructive, destructively. So, yeah. And that was off of what Clonopin, two Clonopin, and I was probably wasted. But that, that was, um, that probably covers all the way till, till I turned, no, that doesn't cover till I turned 30. Cause when I was about, when I got married the first time, almost through the entire relationship, I was on, I was hooked on painkillers. That's easy. Yeah. And it was the whole, uh, unfortunately, you get hurt once, you take one, and then that is a wrap. That's it for about five years later. That's a wrap, dude. That was it. I can't take it. I can't do anything moderately. I have to do everything Excessively. to the absolute extreme. Yeah. Excess is best. You know the rest, man. So I got to be either all in or all out. And with that, I have to just leave it alone. I, I had my stint with it. 
It was terrible. I never wanted, I'll never take it again. It was really, really bad. And coming off of it is the worst thing in the world. Dude, it's so nasty. The shit's... The gritty, gritty come down. Ugh, it's, it was three weeks, and it was... When I was coming down, it wasn't even, uh... It wasn't even off of, um... Oxys. It was off of, uh, methadone. And methadone is the worst shit in the world to come off of. And it was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot I was coming off of, and it was cold turkey. I had to come off it knowing that in the next room there was a full bottle. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I had to. It was either that or just keep living that shit life that I was living. So as soon as I got cleaned wow. up, I said, you know what? I want to get my life back together. Divorce happened. I'm not blaming her, but me and her had no reason to be together other than doing drugs. There was no, there was nothing. Yeah, there, it was just chaos. Destructive personalities meeting each other, yeah. which is never a good thing. Yeah, so. My ex-girl was, she was like, dude, if we smoke crack... And then we do a shot of heroin, and then we smoke pot. You're not addicted to crack anymore as long as you don't do it every day. <laughs> and I, like, bought it. Yeah. A lot of crazy shit with her. She's the one that turned me on to fucking DXM. And DXM is, like, one of the hardest hallucinogenics you could fucking get out there. So what is That's this? Just nuts. Let's, let's talk about this DXM. What's this all about? You don't know about DXM, dude? No. Oh, I... my God. It's like... Are you talking about DMT? No, no, no. It's, it's similar, I suppose, in, like, experience. But uh -huh. um, DXM is what you find in cough syrups and shit like that, dude. So, you see, like, you know, you hear about kids um, robo-tripping and whatnot. Yeah, I took, like, a, I don't know, like, three-bottle dose of ten times stronger than Robotus and shit. Oh, yeah, dude. I went straight to Plateau 5 my first time tripping on it. Do you know how you zone out? Yeah. And this year takes that zone out to a new level. It makes you feel like you're dreaming. No shit. Like, once you sit back and forget about shit, yeah. the dream happens. Sweet. And three minutes later, you wake up, you slap your buddy. Dude, I had the weirdest dream. <laughs> Wait, you know, you, did you say three minutes later? Yeah, like three minutes later, not even. Wow. Like, dude, how long was I out? How long was I out? What do you mean? You were just sitting there. Dude, I just had the weirdest dream, man. <laughs> like, they start laughing at you. You're like, what's so funny, dude? Dude, listen to the dream. Like, yeah, what, what'd you see, man? What'd you see? And you start seeing shit that is unreal. Right, Un-fucking right. real. The most lucid, vivid dreams you could ever imagine. You feel like you are there. And it's forced. It's not it's not something you have a choice about. Right. You're right. forced to see these weird fucking images. And then you wake up and go, Whoa, the fuck was that? Dude, <laughs> I had a weird dream. You're like, No, you did not have a weird dream. God damn it, stop telling me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I've tripped on that um multiple times. Multiple times. And um if anybody like wants to do some research Look up NASA and the research on DXM because it'll blow your fucking mind. They started finding, like, that they could talk to each other with their minds. Nobody's talking in the room whatsoever, but they can clearly communicate with each other. That's quite an experience. So how old were you when you did that? I was 23 when I did that, when I first came to Maine. And, uh, yeah, that was, like, my introduction to Maine. I'm trying to think if I forgot. Uh, you know, I I did smoke uh, dust before PCP. This kid, I can't remember his name. He used to roll these dusts like straight, just dust blunts. There was nothing in it but PCP, and uh, he would smoke just one after another, after another, after another, just all day. This is all he did. And uh, I remember seeing him in court one time, and he had a uh, he had a free Yayo shirt on. And I was like, dude, this guy's just ready to go to jail. I don't even know why he no showed up. No shit, dude. Yeah, it, it, he was pretty crazy. But, like, what do you expect? He smoked dust all day, every day. So, <laughs> do you think he knows where he is? I don't know. Yeah, because we had conversations about music and shit, and he was he was very coherent. It wasn't anything like... He was a very, he was a very uninteresting person. Uh, no shit. Yeah. 
and I, I don't say that with any disrespect. He's just not somebody that I would normally hang out with. But that's about it. After that, I got off of the pills, and then, uh, and then all of a sudden, I was in my thirties, like well into my thirties. The drinking got out of control. Uh, it just everything else stopped, and the drinking just went into overdrive, almost immediately. Yep. It was like I was just trying to process what I had done with my life, where my life is going, um, and then that's how I that's how I dealt with my stress is just self destructively. And it was it was bad. It was uh, it was like taking a few shots before work just to knock the shakes off. It was it was like a fifth a day. Wow. Every every day, dude. Yeah, the shakes are fucking nuts, yeah. dude. <laughs> I knew to do with that shit, dude. I would have to run over to fucking um Rite Aid and buy them a forty with like pennies and shit, dude, because it was a party house. Like when I was homeless, I had to stay with this dude, which I'm so grateful that I was able to stay with him. However. Every fucking morning, he'd wake up, dude. He was like, yo, yo, I just, I, yo, come on. I just need a fucking 40. Yo. We got some change around here somewhere. And I had to search a party house for fucking pennies and shit, dude. You get, go get him a fucking 40, yo, like Milwaukee's Best Ice, for $1.41. You know what I mean? Bring it back to him. And not be able to drink it. Shit. I'm yeah. over too, man. Just He needed it just to knock that edge off. He probably couldn't even go to the store himself to do it. No, he wasn't. Yeah. He was not able to. Like, I would have to do this shit just to go to work, man. I'm thankful it only lasted as long as it did. Yeah, I'm very happy that I escaped every hook, every fish hook out there in the sea. Yeah, so far. And I, and I know there's I more coming. To, I was able to nibble on everything. Yeah. We were in the fucking basement, clearing on an apartment building, right? Mm. Some dude that used to live nearby, we'll say, uh, was getting raided by the police. And lo and behold, in my amplifier, the last place I would look, his big stash of shit. So he was trying to pin it on me. That is shitty. So needless to say, we had a nice little party. Right. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had we yeah. had a good Christmas, right? And it was one of those things like, huh, it's weird. So it always trails me, dude. It always trails me. Like, it's always right there, dude. People have walked up to me and be like, yo. Yo, let's go chill. Let's have a butt, man. And he'd be like, yo, you want to smoke a hit of rock? I'm like, what the fuck? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure I do. Man, why the fuck now some stranger I've never fucking met before? I'll smoke crack with you in your truck. Yeah, absolutely. This person I've never met in my life yeah. before. That yeah, sounds great. That, that sounds amazing. Oh, you have a fucking 40 and a fucking um, a weird tall boy of some like 9% shit, dude, like straight malt liquor. Yeah, combo it. I'll take a fucking head off that. Count me in. People just give me shit, dude. It's not like I go out there and, like, search for it or want it. Yeah. People just, so, kids were born, got the school job. You know, I mean, shit straightened out, but, dude, for a while there, I was worried about myself. Right, right. I was worried about myself, dude, because I was like, why can't you turn down this shit? And now now we're here, uh... The only thing I do now is smoke cigarettes, which uh, that's like the next thing I'm going to kick. Uh, the fact that I still smoke cigarettes is just ridiculous at this point. It's it's time to toss this shit in because it, it sucks. <laughs> it's, I don't even enjoy it anymore. The cigarettes are the fucking worst, dude. Yeah. Um, I'm still reliant on them. I do mm-hmm. this, I smoke cigarette. I do that, I smoke cigarette. There's so much of your day that revolves around cigarettes. Like a lot of decisions financially and just in the moment decisions that I make hover around whether I have cigarettes or not. <laughs> it's it, it's so stupid. It's such a stupid fucking habit that I still have. And I, I really want to get rid of it. Yeah, I mean, I got to get smoking myself, too. But another thing, dude, with me, the kids, the wife, everybody, dude, we got to put down the screens, dude. That's yeah. legal. It's not a drug yet, dude. But... It, it's something. It is a drug. Everything... Anything that alters your mind is a drug. And if you're staring at screens all day, that's altering your mind. It's altering your perception right. in ways that you don't even realize. But no, dead serious, man. And there's some crazy effects that are going on with, like, mood swings and... Um, oh, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And even, like, when I don't have my phone, I tap my pocket. Yep. I have, like, the, yep. the invisible vibrations 
going in my pocket, like my phone's not even on me. Why am I feeling a text message? Yeah, exactly. Right in your leg. You're like, what is that? You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's weird fucking shit, dude. But it's your muscle. It's your muscle memory, dude. I mean, your your muscle. You know that that's what it is. Your body knows that thing shakes. If you don't have your phone on you, it knows it's supposed to shake, so it shakes it for you. Yep, exactly. Uh, around this time, we're yeah. gonna vibrate. Yep. What the fuck? <laughs> it all just boils down to doing things in moderation and not not exceeding your limits. Um, that that's a good point. That's a lifelong battle for me. For most people, it's just something they take for granted. But for I know me personally, it's it's something I will always always battle with. Sometimes I'll win, sometimes I'll lose. Um, the hey, good, you know what? What can you do? <laughs> you know. That's how, that's how the dice roll, brother. And that's how the cookie fucking... That's how the, the turd... Whatever. I don't know. No, that's our experience, man. That's that's how we lived. That's how we grew up. You yeah. know what I mean? I came to me. I'm not going to say she got better, dude. She got worse real quick, but I woke up. And... Yeah. I, you know, that's the bottom line, bro. Like, when I woke up from all this, I said, Oh, my God. I'm, I'm actually living a pretty good life. I don't know how I did this and also did all that other shit at the same time. And if it wasn't for the other shit, you wouldn't be where you are today. Yeah, I might be further. <laughs> I also think that. I might be further <laughs> along. You know, I do think that. You know, but whatever. That's not good point. That's not the person I am. This is the person that I am. Right. The Subtractive Indie Boy Record podcast, they're going to be on SoundCloud. Or you can get them on thesubtractive.com. Everything's on there. The Subtractive album, Another Time, is for sale on Bandcamp. You might as well just go to thesubtractive.com to fulfill all of your desubtractive needs.